Good morning, church. Good morning, guys. <laughs> it's great to be back in church. Um, so today, you will need your Bibles. Um, Chris, this is not the GP surgery. Remember, you, you need to have your Bible when you come to church. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll need our Bibles. And we're going to talk about Jesus, um, the bread of life. And I was, when Maynard asked me, what are you going to be talking on? And I wrote back to him and I said, I'm going to be talking about bread. There's going to be a lot of bread. And if you're hungry, that's good because I'm going to feed you this morning. There will be paninis, brown bread, um, the, the, the flat Indian bread. What is it called? In, Emmy? Yeah, the nun bread. And any type of bread that we want to have today, we're going to feed on, the, on bread. And I can assure you, you will not be hungry after this service. Amen. So we're going to start off by reading from um, Exodus, which is the second book of the Bible, so it should be quite easy to find. In chapter 16, we're going to read about how the Israelites were fed bread from heaven, which they called manna. So if you turn to Exodus chapter 16, oh, I did say I would shout out to Diane if she's, on, if she's online watching on Zoom. Hi, Diane. God bless you. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to read from verse 1 to 5, Exodus chapter 16. The whole Israelite community set out from Elam, Elim, or Elim, and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt. And in the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron, so these are the guys who had just crossed the Red Sea, had seen the miracles, right? God had brought them through. But now they grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat. We ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death? They were thinking of food. They were thinking of meat, pots of meat that they sat around. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. And on the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. Because... The seventh day was a Sabbath, and they weren't going to go out to gather. So on the sixth day, they were to gather enough for two days. I'll skip to verse 13. Let's skip to verse 13. I'll read from 13 to 21. That evening, quail came and covered the camp. And in the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the, on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is it? For they did not know what it was. And I want you to remember as well, later on in the New Testament, when Jesus was walking around doing, performing miracles, the people said, who is this? What manner of man is this? Who is this that does marvelous things? But remember, the first time they said that was in the desert when they saw the man said, what is it? And that's what manner, manner means. What is it? And Moses said to them, it is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. As much 
as, they, as much as you need. Gather as much as you need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much and some gathered little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much. And the one who gathered little did not have too little. Wow, wow. That's a miracle even right there, right? Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until the morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. There's always one. Some of them paid no attention to Moses, and they kept, they kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots, and it began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as they needed, and when the sun grew hot, it melted away. I'll stop there. Oh, so, you know, the Israelites were moaning. They wanted bread. And God said, okay, you want bread. I'll rain down bread for you from heaven. You see, for me, it's amazing. You read that story. When you, when you digest it a little bit more, you realize that God cares about your every need. You know, they were moaning about meat, Right? They were sitting there and saying, grumbling and saying, we had pots of meat. You should have left us to die. At least we would have died with meat. But God said, okay, you want meat? There's quail. You want bread? I'll rain down bread from you. So God is able to take care of your every need. Sometimes you go crying and grumbling to God and you think maybe this is a small thing. But actually, go and cry and grumble to God about whatever it is that is bothering you because he is able to make bread rain down from heaven for you and to meet that need for you. You know, what did he say in Matthew chapter 6 in verse 25 to 34? You don't have to turn there. He says, do not, therefore I tell you, this was Jesus speaking. He says, don't, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about what you will eat or what you will drink. Don't worry about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or work or have bank accounts or savings accounts, pension accounts, all sorts of things. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying at a single hour, not even a day, an hour to your life, because you've worried about, about things, why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the fields grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. Now, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow. I've lost my place. Which is here today and gone tomorrow. How much more will he clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. So don't worry. I'm speaking to you. Don't worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans, they run after these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God, hallelujah, and his righteousness. And all of these things shall be added unto you. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. 
Each day has enough. Let's just focus on today. Each day has got enough troubles of its own. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that word. You know, for the Israelites, the manna from heaven, which they physically collected from the ground each morning, the Bible says they, they, they gathered enough for the day, and he who gathered much did not have too much, and he who gathered little did not have too little. Each one gathered as much as he needed. With Jesus, you have more than enough. You have enough. When you have Jesus, when you receive Jesus, you receive the fullness of him. You receive the complete package. You can't say, I have too little Jesus. Can you have too much Jesus? You've got the fullness of him. You've got enough for your needs. It says, when they gathered manna, they had enough to meet their daily needs. And remember, this was in the Old Testament, and this was before Jesus Christ had come down to earth. So when God was saying, I will rain down bread from heaven for you, it was both a, a statement for the now, for the then, to say, right, okay, tomorrow you'll see physically, you'll see bread on the ground that has rained down from heaven for you. But it was also a prophetic utterance, wasn't it? It was a prophetic announcement of something that would happen 1,500 years later. He was speaking of the coming of the Messiah, raining down. Jesus is the bread of life. You know, he said, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. And at that time, of course, it was physical bread, but it was also a prophetic utterance uh, talking about the coming of the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. So now let's skip 1,500 years later, about 1,500 years later, into John chapter 6. So we're in the New Testament now. John chapter 6, we're going to read about when Jesus fed the 5,000. We know this story really well. And you know, especially with the children, when we read it, it's a beautiful story. So let's be like babes. Let's be like little children today and open our hearts and read it afresh. John chapter 6, and I'm going to read, from, I'm going to read it in bits and pieces sort of, but um, I'll read verse 5 to 6 first. So when Jesus looked up, and saw a great crowd coming toward him. Are you there yet? Yeah, John chapter 6. Okay, when Jesus looked up, I'm in verse 5, and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Oh, I love Jesus, you know? Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. So Philip answered him, ah, it would take more than half a year's wage to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. You want to buy bread for, f ah, Lord, no, you can't, you know? And another of his disciples, Andrew, who was Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. He spoke up. He had it in his heart, right? And he spoke up and he said, ah, Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how will they go, how will they go among so many? <laughs> if, if he was doubting, why did he speak? He knew, he knew that something could happen here. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said it, right? He says, well, you know, he spoke up. He says, well, here's a boy with five small barley leaves, loaves and, and fish. But I doubt it will fit. But he still spoke his faith. He had a grain of faith there. 
But he thought, oh, well, I'll just say it. So sometimes don't hesitate. You, you know you want to say something, right? And you know it sounds ridiculous. Like, oh, yeah, I'll come out of this and you're like, um, or, or I will be healed. Or you're like, no, I can't even say that. Just say it. Say it. He spoke up. That's Andrew. And, and probably Andrew had, and I was thinking as well, what was a boy doing with five loaves anyway? A small little boy. What is he doing with five loaves there? And Andrew had probably seen this little boy and thought, you have a big appetite. You brought five loaves for your lunch today, you know? So it stuck with him like there's someone out here who came with five loaves of bread. But, you know, Master, there, there is a boy with five loaves, but what will that do for 5,000? But that's all Jesus needed, that little grain of mustard. What is it? The faith the size of a mustard seed, right? Um, sorry, we're still in that verse. So Philip answered him. Um, sorry, 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 where we are now. Okay, yeah. And then Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves. He gave thanks and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. As much as they wanted. What happened in the desert with the manna? They picked as much as they needed. Nobody had too much. Nobody had too little. What's happening now? Years and thousands of years later, Jesus distributed bread to the people and everybody got as much as they wanted. If you have a bigger appetite, you got what you wanted. If you have a small appetite, you got what you wanted. Everybody had as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish when they had all had enough to eat. You know, other versions say they all ate and were satisfied. I wonder what Jackie's version says. I'm not even going to ask. Don't worry, Jackie, your version is very interesting. Um, they all ate and were satisfied. And he said to his disciples, now gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. And they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Wow. Everyone ate and was satisfied. And we can see from this that, you know, God was still in the business of distributing bread. Oh, wow. And even to this day, even right now, even as I speak, there's bread being distributed into your hearts right now and that you will hunger no more. Hallelujah. He's a distributor of bread which you can eat and be satisfied by. And that's his word. His word is the bread that you eat today, you know. Everybody was fed and there was left over. You know what I love about God? And if you study the scriptures, especially in the New Testament, there's always leftover stuff and abundance. He says I, he didn't come to give you life. Not just life. It's life and life in abundance. You know, he loads it on you, right? You know, he said... You are more than conquerors. You're not just a conqueror. He says you are more than a conqueror. He gave bread and there was 12 baskets left. That's kind of like, it's almost like showing off, right? To say, you had five loaves. Well, okay, feed 5,000. And that's not all. 12 baskets left over. There's always more. You know, he says he anoints my head with oil. And then what happens? My cup runs over. It's not just he fills me, but it runs over. It runs over. You know, that's God. There's an abundance. He's, he's a giver. He's a giver. 
you know, there was leftover. The bread is symbolic of the word of God that he gives us, which we in turn should give or share to others. Why do you think we have excess? Why do you think there is that running over? So you can just sit around and swim in it. No, it's for us to continue to distribute. The more we give, the more it multiplies. If there had been 10,000 people there, I'm convinced there would have been more. And maybe this time there'll be 12, but 24 baskets left. I don't know. But, you know, there is, there is multiplication. As we share the gospel, as we share God's word with others, we bring souls into his kingdom. And there's multiplication. There's multiplication. And there's leftover for you. So you can't say, oh, I've got the word of God now. Therefore, I'm going to hide in my house and just enjoy it. No. It's for us to distribute, to share, to talk the word of God and to bring souls. And as we bring souls into his kingdom, they too go. They feed others. Wow. Until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Remember in Acts, they said when, when, when the apostles started doing their work, the word says, the word of God increased and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And in another verse, I think it says, it so mightily grew the word of God, it prevailed. It grew, it grows, it multiplies. It continues to multiply. It's not finite, it's infinite. It, there's, there's an, sometimes you go to these restaurants and they say all-you-can-eat buffets and there's a bottomless drink. It's, it's a, it's, there's more and more and more. It does not end. So now, I want us to read again. We're still in John chapter 6. I'm going to read now from verse 24. So keep your Bibles open to John chapter 6. So after he fed them, you know, let me just explain something. After he had fed them, then he went away and he prayed at night and then... The disciples took their bows, they went, and then Jesus walked on water and joined them later. But in verse 24 now, once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, this is the crowd that had just been fed bread, right? But this is the following day. They got into boats and they went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. Really, they were searching for bread. And when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus answered, I love Jesus. I do. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. There was, bread, there was food involved. Now people were really looking for Jesus. Food, free food, all you can eat. He multiplied it. You know, there was only five loaves. I can imagine them, you know, the following day as they were talking. There were only five loaves. And then you know what happened? We, had, we were told to sit down and he kept giving us and giving us. And I didn't have enough. And I had my cousin with me and he kept giving us. And there was bread all over. We got to find this guy. You know, he's a giver of bread. He multiplies bread. And Jesus had seen this already. He says, I tell you the truth. <laughs> you're, not, you're looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and you had your fill. Then Jesus says something else. He says, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life. Wow. Which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. 
In other words, what Jesus was saying here is that, you know, he says, do not work for food that spoils. Running around looking at me, where are you, master? You know, the amount of running around, the same effort you put into rising up every day, toiling for your work. Those who used to work the soil, some of us who now work laptops every day, you know, the same amount of work that we put into toiling so we can put physical bread on our tables. It's the same amount of effort and energy that we should be putting into finding the bread of life, into finding the word of God, into feeding your spirit, into filling your inner man with God's word so that you are full, full of God, so that you hunger no more. Because this bread that we are running around for, this physical bread that we are running around for, working my laptop like, it's finite. It finishes, it ends, and it does not satisfy. It does not satisfy. There is a bread that satisfies, that goes deep into your depth, your inner man, a bread that satisfies, says when you eat it, you will hunger no more. You know, Isaiah 55 verse 2, remember David has been speaking to us from Isaiah 55, verse, well, Isaiah 55 generally, but one of the verses that he's been talking about is verse 2. You don't have to turn to it, but it says, why spend money on what is not bread? And why spend your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest affair. That's Isaiah 55 verse 2. I think David will be pleased with me for, for saying that verse because he's been banging on about it, right? So here we go, David. <laughs> why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? You know? Carnal pursuits, earthly pursuits, fleshly pursuits, they don't satisfy. You know, it's like feeding on junk food. Huh? You get a kick, all right? Yeah? But after a while, what happens? You're empty. You're hungry. You might even be ill. You might even get sick. You know, there's that sickening sweet, you know, you've heard of that, you know, where you eat something so sweet, it's like, ah, it's too much. So why, why spend your energy on that? Only Jesus, the bread of life can satisfy. Psalm 103 verse five, it says, he satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I've, I've, I now know the secret. I'll always be youthful. <laughs> he satisfies my mouth with good things. So feed on the word. Live on the word. Act the word. So still in chapter 6, I want us to get to the point where they talk about Jesus, the bread of life. And I can't help but wonder if the whole point of Jesus having fed the multitudes was to give us, you know, or give them or us a practical and a physical demonstration of the spiritual words that he was now about to utter when he later says, I am the bread of life, you know? So from verse 31, still in John chapter 6, from verse 31 to 35. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. 
He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, very truly, I say to you, one second, when you're on the phone, things go everywhere, yeah. So then Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. You know, it's, it's interesting because first he showed them the miracle of, uh, you know, feeding the 5,000. He was trying to reveal himself to them slowly and surely, but surely, right? But he saw that, oh, the miracle, all they're thinking about is physical bread. And now they're saying, oh, so what sign will you give us? And he says, no, but true bread is the bread that comes from the Father. Still they don't get it because in the next thing they say, sir, from now on give us this bread. So these guys are still thinking of, you know, it's still bread, physical bread they're thinking of. Then Jesus says, okay, let me just spell it out for these guys. He says, I am the bread. Because then they say, give us this true bread. And then Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never go thirsty. Oh, Jesus is the bread of life. The bread of heaven. He did not say, I have the bread. Or I will give you the bread. He said, I am the bread. So he is the bread of life. And that bread is available to anyone who comes to him. If you're born again, if you believe in him and confess his name, then you're in him. And that bread has come to you. That means you will never hunger. He says, whoever comes to me, you know, we have to take God at his word. We can't try and dilute and say, well, it depends how you come. He just says, whoever comes to me, will never go hungry. So when you find yourself going hungry, you say, Lord, but I've come to you. Feed me till I want no more. Speak his word back to him. You know? Um, he, went, he went on and... Uh, yeah, he went on throughout the rest of that chapter, actually, talking about... And reiterating the message that he is the bread of life. And if you do have time, if you haven't had enough bread, if you do have time and you go back home, read the rest of that chapter, which talks about the bread. And he explains to them, he says, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. And whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. You know, he talks about that. Maybe I should have done this when we had communion, but it's fine. You know? So his word is the bread because Jesus and his word are one. You know, we know that God says his word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And that was Jesus Christ. So if you're experiencing spiritual hunger, what should you be doing? How do you get filled? There's a bread you can eat. It's his word. You feed on his word. You feast on it. And actually, like I said, there are different types of breads in it as well. Eat the word. Sit and get under the ministry of the word of God. Remember what Jesus said as well when he was being tempted by Satan. And Satan said to him, "Ah, if you're really Jesus, turn these stones into bread. And he said, no, it is written. 
Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. You know, he was already revealing who he was. You can't live on physical bread alone. You need spiritual bread. We've tried it, haven't we? I'm sure everyone has tried it, where you just think, all right, I can do this on my own. Challenges come and say, well, what I'm going to do is I've got, you know, this pocket of savings there and then I'm going to do that. And then that person comes and then this is, you know, you're organizing it yourself. That's the physical bread that you're like, well, okay, I've got enough. So you take this, a loaf here and a loaf there. But what you don't realize that is with the bread of life, there is divine multiplication. You don't even need to say, you take one and then I'll take half from you and take to the other person. You have to grow in the word. Remember, God so loved the world, he gave his only son. He gave his only son. He gave us the bread of heaven. And that scripture was fulfilled when it said, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. But there's one more thing I want to explore quickly, and I know the time is kind of going. There's something that he said in the Old Testament, because when I was studying this, and I said, so Jesus, why is it that in the Old Testament you said, um, they that gathered much, uh, you know, when they were gathering manna, they that gathered much did not have too much, and they that gathered um, little did not have too little. And this is where I saw that, you know, with Jesus, when you have Jesus, when you receive him, the bread of life, and he takes his abode in you, he lives inside of you, you can never have too much or too little. You have enough for your situation. But also, one of the instructions that he gave to the Israelites was, gather it fresh every morning. Don't gather today and then sit on it. And then gather a lot today, a lot, a lot, and then sit on it and then try and eat it tomorrow because it will be full of maggots and it will start to smell. And it's the same today, you know, with his word. We should be gathering it fresh, feed on fresh word every day. And he does give it to you. He speaks to you. And thank God for all sorts of different people who write things like, you know, daily devotions and daily this, because I think there's a recognition that we need that daily word. You can't, you've come here on this today, it's Sunday, we've, we've studied the word, and then it, 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 you probably need more. You probably need more to continue to feed your spirit, right, on a day-to-day basis. He satisfies you fully. Remember, remember the other scripture as well where God says, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. His grace is sufficient for you. He's enough. When you have Jesus, you have more than enough. He meets your every need. Your need for self-esteem, your need for significance, your need for wholeness or for completeness your need for wellness, your spiritual needs, your physical needs, your mental needs. He is the bread of life who fully satisfies and meets every need. So feed on him. You know, we prayed the Lord's Prayer. We said, give us this day our daily bread. It's a daily bread. It's not a monthly or annual bread. It's a daily bread. You know, today, I just want to 
there may be some of you who don't know this bread you know you've heard me talking but you don't really know who Jesus is or you do know him but you've not been feeding daily you've not you, you still have a hunger today is the day of salvation Today is the day for you to open your heart to Jesus Christ. Today is the day for you to invite him in and to eat of the living bread such that when you eat it, you will hunger no more. Not tomorrow, not next week. Stop putting it off. Today is your day. You know, he says, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies that is the what you will experience when you have the bread of life in your in your life and so if you'd like to receive this living bread if you've never received Jesus in your life and you want to receive him you want to get to know him more well you can either come and see me after this service or see one of the ministry team but even where you are right now even if you're on zoom for those on zoom Just close your eyes. Speak to him in your own way. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe in your heart that that, that God raised him from the dead, then you are saved. Then you too have received this bread. So wherever you are, if you've never received Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, I want to pray for you. And we can pray this prayer together and you can pray it in your own way in your heart. Father, your word teaches us in Romans 10 verse 9 that if we declare with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, then we will be saved. So today I pray for those who are declaring with their mouths right now that Jesus you are Lord. And those that are believing in their hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead. I pray for them now that they may receive salvation. That they receive the bread of life. The true bread who satisfies. Thank you Lord. Jesus we invite you into our hearts. Into our lives. Dwell in us. Feed us till we hunger no more. Feed us till we are never thirsty, just as your word has said. And as we receive you, Lord, we receive life, an abundant life. We receive eternal life in the mighty name of Jesus. And you say that there are angels rejoicing in heaven even right now for one person who has said this prayer and means it with all their heart because they've become yours. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.